0: be in music To be in Music, a Birmingham-based organization that looks at the lives and roles of music industry professionals. This week we'll be speaking to Hi, I'm Jess Collins from the Birmingham Music Archive. So how did you get into music research? I've been in and around music uh, in Birmingham particularly for about 30 years never really been in bands never played a, an instrument but always you know gone to gigs uh, always had an interest in it uh lots of friends uh work in it or work around it but there isn't a huge music industry uh in in Birmingham when I say music industry I mean in terms of promoters or booking you know there's there's some press some booking agencies, some promoters obviously vet lots of venues but there isn't a real industry you know record labels uh, and so on. Uh, and so it's always been difficult to think about where I'd sit within the the music infrastructure within the city. So I've ended up quite a lot, a lot of people, ended up doing lots of different bits. So I became a, a, a music researcher really uh, through setting up something called the Birmingham Music Archive. And I set that up about 12 years ago, 10 years ago maybe. And the Birmingham Music Archive is an online uh, repository that seeks to sort of capture, preserve, and celebrate Birmingham's music heritage and history. Uh, and I did that because, as I said, I've been in and around uh, Birmingham music for for, for years, and uh, the bands that were important to me were bands like um, Nigel the Spoon and Egyptian Fringe, bands that really no one uh, apart from me and you know thirty, forty, fifty mates cared about, and back in the eighties, we go and see them, and there was no way of finding out about this sort of history. So if you're into Drangyanyud, there's millions of websites, or Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. there's millions of websites to go and and, and to find out about them. But there's nothing, uh, or it's very hard to find, you know, stuff out about Egyptian fringe, for example, or the Barrel Organ, uh, the pub, or the venue that I'd go to with mates, or Zigzags, the club I'd go to. And so uh, I wanted to sort of capture that history, firstly, so cause it's my own history, and to celebrate those um, those individuals and those venues and promoters, et cetera. Et cetera. And then I quickly realised, or thought, well, actually, there's there's a much bigger thing going on here. You know, there's in the in the music press they talk often. About London being a centre of music, but they talk mm-hmm. about Manchester uh, and how cool Manchester and all the great bands that have come from Manchester. They do the same with Liverpool, you know, with the Beatles, and it just it just sort of struck a chord with me that I was thinking, well, we don't really celebrate uh, music mm-hmm. history here in in the city, and we don't use that as a springboard for um, you know inspiring people to get into music, whether again you want to be a, a musician or in a record shop or be a journalist. And so I thought I'd take this little idea of mine that just to commemorate and celebrate the bands and the the venues that I um, uh, knocked around with when I was young and said I'll I'll actually do a bigger project than this I'll I'll look at trying to create the complete history of of, or histories of Birmingham and its music and so that meant you know going way back in time Mm -hmm. to the early music hall days it meant you know right up to date and at that time when I started you know indie had a bit of resurgence in Birmingham and was going to have a more of a resurgence. But there's also been a huge history of reggae, huge history of jazz, a massive history around Bhangra music and music from um, Southeast Asia. Uh, we've got a really great gospel heritage. And I found all these things out after setting this website up. So it was really predicated on the idea that if you don't know your history, you can't create the future uh, and you can't inspire the future. So it started off uh, as an online archive website, really, and it quickly grew so people send me all sorts of materials in, um, you know, whether it's just their memories um, of a certain venue or person or band, or whether it was uh, photographs or ticket stubs or flyers, or badges, um, newspapers, um, contact books. I just get all this sort of material. So that was going really well. And as that was starting, BCU were looking for just some, some short-term work, uh, which they asked me to do, and I did. and that developed into becoming what, what you've said is a, a sort of music researcher in a university, which is slightly different from a, the music research I was doing outside. So I combined my practice, the Birmingham Music Archive stuff, yep. with actually researching and, and for academic publications, and they are slightly different things. But the research work at BCU came from my practice-based work. So I've always thought of my, my work uh, as, as a practice-based sort of cultural historian. As the archive developed and we got more and more physical things in, we started doing a number of physical or offline projects. So in uh, 2010, I made a film with uh, Roger Shannon and the director Debbie uh, Aston around reggae, punk and bangra. So we took, found a lot of archive materials and spoke to a lot of musicians who were around and we sort of spoke about how those three genres sort of were very close by each other. You know, people mm-hmm. lived next to each other and sort of took ideas from each other and influenced each other. And that film had a great success. He won a couple of awards and played at numerous film festivals around the world. We started doing exhibitions with uh, promoters about their histories, did some radio shows. So this small little idea about you know just mm. my music in Birmingham and what music was like at that time has sort of spread out into a whole range of different projects and opportunities. The other aspect is during this time, I became part of an organisation called Unconvention which is set up by a number of small independent record labels in Manchester who at that time was a quite a famous uh, industry event called um, in the city that a guy called Tony Wilson ran and Tony Wilson for those of you who don't know was the founder of Fracture Records and synonymous with sort of Manchester music you know Joy Division Happy Mondays and, and all that crowd and he started this music industry event where the music industry would go to Manchester for a week and there'd be loads of showcases but there'd also be a conference and my friends who were up in Manchester asked Factory Records, said, you know, we'd like to have a panel yeah. at the conference. It's like 350 quid to get in. They said, we can't afford 350 quid. And the panels that you do, you know, mm-hmm. you have marketing people talking about making videos for 60, 70,000 pounds. We don't even dream in those sorts of numbers. You know, if we make a mm-hmm. video, it's for 150 quid, 200 quid. So we want to do this DIY, very small panel on a shoestring and about people coming together to share resources. And in the city, you know, this great visionary guy, tony wilson just said no so they set up their own music event that ran i think it ran the first one just after in the city i think in a church in salford and that event brought people from all around they were amazing brought people from all from around the country from small record labels from small promoters venues mm-hmm. booking agents press musicians and it was just this sense of well you know if we work together we can achieve something you know more and to create sustainable careers whatever you work within the industry And that idea just absolutely mushroomed, you know, we've ended up doing 95 events all around the world, from India to Colombia to Venezuela to Brazil, Argentina, Australia, on and on and on, but also very much in this country. So I'm a co-director of that now, I've become over time with Jeff and and Mike Oscar. And so that gives you another sense, you know, Mm -hmm. the wider sense of of the music industry and the things that are happening, you know, it's been a really fulfilling one. So we've got that sort of history and heritage on one side and mm-hmm. contemporary music on, on the other. To be in music. So what does your role sort of involve day to day? The main one for this would be academic writing, publishing for academic journals. So taking the things that I learn and know and, and writing about them for publications, yeah. and for other scholars, uh, for students, hopefully, about the things that we, that we find out about our research. When I leave in a couple of weeks' time, Mm -hmm. the day-to-day will be very different. It will be managing a company. So it will be things like, you know, is the business structure right? Have we got finances coming in? What projects do we want to do? Developing projects. Cultivating and developing um, partners. You know, so think about working in partnership. Networking, you know, using those networks. Sending, like, your annual accounts back, you know. So the Mm -hmm. very humdrum things that you have to do within any business but primarily it will be developing projects. So I'm currently working at a youth centre in the east of the city with um, a group of young people to understand the history of grime in Birmingham. So if you think about, again, what I've said about uh, Manchester and London and and how people see those histories, their music histories, grime's a great example. So grime, that question started off in East London with uh, people like Wiley and Dizzy Rascal and and Kano, etc., but quite quickly spread. And Birmingham's got a very a strong grime scene but unless you're in that scene you wouldn't know about it and I'm, I'm yeah. not in that scene but you know I know a little bit about it and so we're talking to these young people about how they uh, understand and research how they celebrate it and make an archive mm-hmm. of grime but also going back and saying well look, grime just didn't come out of anywhere it started in London but there are a lot of connections with other types of music so in this case sort of dance or garage so we're tr- I'm trying to sort of use music as a way of talking about uh, history and, and social history mm-hmm. and culture and saying, you know, look beyond just the music. There's always things where, it's, where yeah. it comes from. So there's there's projects like that. I'm starting, a, well, I've started a music bus tour. I'm really interested in, in music and technology. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working with some technologists about, you know, data visualisation and about how you make an online archive come to life a bit more mm-hmm. and how, allow people to engage and interrogate and play around with it. And then the, I'm interested in music and health. and well-being so i'm starting to explore how again archival history or heritage materials might work in a health setting with people who have dementia so you know Mm -hmm. using photographs of gigs that it Mm -hmm. might have been to or records they may have heard or bought and just working with health officials to see if there's a way of engagement through music so lots of lots of different projects lots of different projects so how would you suggest that somebody got started in music research i think you need to know what music research you want to do My particular area of research is around, I'm really interested, as you've probably gathered, about history, heritage and archives, but I also have an interest in music policy. So if you think about many, you know, planning or transport or health, you know, they all have Mm -hmm. frameworks and structures around them, they get investment in, but there's policies around them, whether it's government, the sector itself, or whether it's local governments or agencies. So I'm interested in music policy and how music policy might Integrate or help foster uh, a music industry in in Birmingham, and that means look, you know, doing a research around uh, economic data, demographic data, you know, so who lives where. It means looking at things like transport links. So there's a whole range of things to consider when you're trying to uh, develop a music policy. So music research, uh, I would say, see what you want to do. So if it's about the contemporary music scene and you want to do research around, you know, bands that might be breaking through or there's Mm -hmm. a particular scene. So this is more about reviewing journalism. But that's an element of research for me. Then, you know, you need to go to those places. You need to Mm -hmm. know those uh, musicians uh, and their managers or to the venues to see what's going on, to to really get a grasp and an understanding of the thing that you're interested in. The research side is a little bit different because the research means you're doing research for an end product. So what's your end product? Are you interested in developing music policy or, you know, if you are interested in venues mm-hmm. uh, and the effect of development on venues, what does that mean? So you need to think about planning laws and applications, but you also need to think about who, who else is out there doing it, who can hook up with. So you might have someone like the Music Venue Trust who are doing a lot yeah. of work to, to help protect venues. So it's about knowing your subject and your area of interest and then deciding what it is you want to do. Is it for, you know, for people to mm-hmm. access and enjoy and read? Or, or engage with, or is it a little bit something else where you're trying to affect change for a particular community or sector yeah. and, and therefore that, that's a different approach. but for sure you know have a passion, choose something you have a passion for and an interest in, because mm. that makes research much, much easier yeah. and more interesting. To be a music And the last thing is what is your favorite thing about your role? Uh, it will be independence. Mm-hmm. So the independence to do and follow the things that I want to do, uh, the work that I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, working with a, a whole range of different partners and having a sort of varied day. On the flip side of that, then, you know, is the big problem is is how you make money out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I share with musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's what a lot of freelance and people who, who own or uh, run their own business face. So you have this, this sense of some days could be good, some days could be bad. And musicians will have exactly the same sense mm-hmm. uh, and promoters will and you know, record labels will some days it seems like yeah there's loads of stuff going on and other days like, oh, home I'm going to pay the bills but yeah I'm looking forward to that learning more about Birmingham and its music working with a whole range of different individuals and partners and organisations and, and institutions and just uh, doing things that I like doing Thanks for listening Follow us at To Be In Music and don't forget to subscribe for weekly updates to be in music.